Hi, and welcome to the Virtually Yours podcast, Outsourcing Mysteries Exposed, the no BS hustle-free podcast for business owners who outsource or provide outsourcing services. I'm your host, Rosie Shiloh, virtual assistant advocate and owner of Virtually Yours, the virtual assistant network. Let's get started. All of my podcasts start with just laughing. <laughs> I think they do. I actually think they do. <laughs> Mate, I hope people are thinking, what were they saying before she pregnant? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What have they, what craziness have they just stopped? <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't decent enough to record. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, welcome everyone to today's episode of Outsourcing Mysteries Exposed. And I have got Lyndall Harris here, the podcast VA, and i put big capitals on the, she is the podcast VA and she's here today to talk funnily enough about podcasting. Welcome, Lyndall. <laughs> Thanks, Rosie. How are you? Yeah, I'm great. I'm great. So um, just to give people a bit of a background, so you didn't start off as a podcast VA because podcasts didn't exist when you started your VA business, did they? Well, well, technically they did exist, but they weren't huge. And so people weren't, um, weren't really podcasting a lot. So no, I started out doing um, generic VA when I very first started and then did some courses and, and went more into content marketing, helping people with their blogs and their email marketing and stuff like that. And then it was in 2015, I um, helped a client of mine at the time run a conference for podcasters and that's what made me realize oh well, actually there's no one helping podcasters and there's so much as you know there's so much work that goes into producing a podcast yeah. um that yeah a friend of mine a business accountability buddy of mine sort of talked about it quite a lot and in the end she was just like just rip the band-aid off a niche because you know there's all that stuff around niching that you're really nervous about what if it's too too fine a niche so yeah no 2015 then 2016 I actually niched and 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 scrapped all the other services. Yeah, and I remember when that happened and I thought, what a brilliant idea because, yeah, it is something that was growing and becoming more prevalent. Um, and, yeah, and so so many people who just say, oh, I'm so time poor, still manage to fit podcasts in because it is so mobile, obviously. Yes, so, yeah, absolutely. Great. And people obviously um, go, well, I love the idea of a podcast and I can talk. Um, but understanding how it works is a whole different ballgame. So today I have asked Lyndall to come along because we're going to talk about some of the blocks people have around starting a podcast and also around outsourcing to get support for their podcast. So, so Lyndall, hit me up with a couple of reasons why people, you know, that you see most often, and I know that I'm going to tick all of these boxes from before I started mine, <laughs> that stop people from, from starting a podcast. Oh, yeah, look, there are so many. There are so many. Um, there's lots from people who sort of would love to podcast, but they don't know what to podcast about or they have an idea of what to podcast about, but they don't really, you know, work out how to put it into a weekly show or seasons or a fortnightly show. Yep. Um, to uh, um, a, a real mindset. It, a lot of people really get stuck on that mindset. They don't necessarily want to put themselves out there to be criticised. Yes. Um, even though they've got a great message to share, they don't like the sound of their own voice. Every podcaster when they start, I think nearly everyone I've spoken to hates the sound of their own voice when they start. And well, they probably still do when they ha you know, after a while, but they just get used to it because they get over it. Um, 
time poor. Um, that's a big one that they realise. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Some people realise how much goes into doing a podcast, whereas others don't realise how much goes in. But time poor can be one. And another big one is just not knowing the technology and not knowing how it all works. How do they edit the audio? How do they even get it onto iTunes? How do they get it out to the world? They're probably the, the main ones. And I think, I've yeah, I ticked all of those when I started, except for the sound of my own voice. I'm so used to it. Um, yeah. <laughs> Love it. It hasn't bothered me for years. It's just never been a factor. But um, which is funny because it's probably quite an annoying voice, but that doesn't bother me. Not at all, Rosie. Not at all. <laughs> but, but you were quite um, confident on videos and everything before you launched yes. the podcast too. So I guess if you're used to hearing your voice through videos and things like that, it's probably not as not as big an issue. But it's really funny how many people do come and say, oh, I've recorded my first couple of episodes and I really can't stand the sound of my voice. Because <laughs> it is so different. I think when I first ever started, like I ever recorded my voice, was when I was a teenager and thought maybe, maybe I had some singing talent. Guess who was wrong? <laughs> And Are you so, going to have to give us a little, you know, sing along some point in your podcast then? Oh, I really should, shouldn't I? Because that is a great way to filter my audience down to zero. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I remember because it was the old cassette tape record, rewind, play, and listening to it, I was just like, that's not how I sound. Like, that is, <laughs> I remember the feelings going, that's ridiculous. It's not how I sound. But yeah, that was hundred years ago. So oh, I can remember at school, we had to do a, in grade 10, I think it was, we had to do an English assignment where we had to record the whole oral presentation onto a tape and then stand up in front of the class and play it back. And it was mortifying. It was horrible. I don't even know why they did that actually. But. Oh, I do. They were obviously very bored with their jobs. <laughs> they wanted to spice it up and entertain themselves. Yeah. Let's watch everybody cringe a little bit more. Oh gosh. <laughs> What better way to humiliate some teenagers who will be giving you crap in your class? <laughs> exactly. I'm, yeah, I'd do it for sure. <laughs> so, so for me, that wasn't a big one, but I understand that for people, definitely. And I've heard that quite a lot. But also, one, I think for me, the biggest block before I started was that I, I wanted to say something, but I didn't know what to say. And then I remember speaking to you about it too. And it was like, well, who's your target market? And I'm like, how do I define who I want to speak to and do I need to, because for me it was virtual assistants and people who use virtual assistants. And it actually took me a while to work out that it, they all have a common thing, which is outsourcing. So that's, you know, that's where I went. But you wouldn't think it would take that long for me to work that out, but it really did. Oh, um, sometimes it is just those little things that we yeah. can get stuck on and, yeah. Yep. You're thinking too hard about it. And worrying. And then you think, well, what sort of topics? And I had one of my VAs gave me a whole list of topics. And I'm like, well, surely people aren't going to care about that stuff. But she was right. And, yeah. Um, and yeah, you do. You end up finding stuff and, and finding people like yourself to talk to. And, um, and it's just all stuff that you take for granted as an expert in your area that other people actually want to hear. Absolutely. Absolutely. We don't think about the, the knowledge that we have to share. Mm. Um, and, and one thing I would say, we're, uh, great that you've got somebody to help you nut out a list of topics uh, that you can cover, but think about the things that people ask you all the time. Think about a lot of people are now sort of, or, or over the years have worked out what to write on a blog. 
that that same content can then be used as a podcast as well. So it's really getting past some of the 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 nuts and bolts of like you think who who doesn't you know they can go and hear that somewhere else or people know that stuff already but they don't necessarily so absolutely true yeah and how often have you listened to a podcast where they're telling you something you already know but you needed to hear it again anyway oh absolutely absolutely yes yep like all the time and you're just like well geez yes all the time like I know this stuff why am I not doing it and it's so important to keep hearing it yes need that constant reminder yeah and then, of course, there's the technology, as you were talking about. And um, so I use Wooshka for this. I haven't really explored any other ones because it worked for me first time. Um, but I remember when you were first telling me about the different software and that, you know, you load the stuff up. And, and I've been someone who's edited audios and video stuff for years, although people will find that funny because I just don't edit these much at all. Um, and so quite comfortable with technology but even still then thinking, okay, so we've got this thing over here. How does it get over to the podcast apps? And, you know, there's that big mystery around that and it's quite a lot of confusion which stops people in their tracks as well, especially if they're not um, tech explorers, let's call them. Yes, yeah, absolutely. It's interesting when people think that they will start a, a, um, a podcast. They'll usually think, okay, what's the, what's the, what, what microphone do I need? What yep. um, equipment do I need to do it? And then once you get past that, they get the microphone and then they think, oh, I don't even know what to record it into. <laughs> so they really get stuck. So you need to just sort of work through the steps of getting your equipment, then getting the software worked out. So if I'm doing interviews, am I going to use Zoom? Am I going to use Skype or Zencaster or a number of other different apps? Mm-hmm. Or if I'm doing solo, what am I going to record it into? then what am I going to edit in and then what do I publish to? So there, are, there, there is a whole lot of sort of technology that sits behind it but, and so many places to actually go to try and work out what to use and then there's so many different options. So it's, it can be quite overwhelming and confusing when someone thinks, okay, I'm going to start it, I've worked out what, podcast, what microphone I'm going to use and oh, do I host with Wooshka? Do I go with Libsyn? Do I go with Podbean? Do you know, like what's the difference between them all? And yeah, it, it, that, that in itself can be overwhelming. Ma- yeah, very much so. And then, you know, you've got to have a podcast graphic. What do you, what's, your, what's your podcast name? Oh my God, <laughs> that. <laughs> yes. But, you know, it's really interesting because we can get really stuck on those things yes. and yet, they don't have to be difficult. You can change, if you go with a podcast name and you want to change it six months down the track, I've had clients who change their name quite successfully. Yes, it can be a big overhaul as well, not to say to do it, but yeah, it can, if you really want to get your message out there, get it out there and you can change some of that stuff down the track. Yes. Yeah. I've said that, you know, you're not a tree so many times lately, you know, you can shift. You can, that's the beauty of being self-employed and people who are doing this stuff, they're self-employed. They're the ones we're talking to today. You can make it what you want. Yep. Yep. It's, that's a great thing about podcasting. There's no set length. There's no set, there's no rules. It's your podcast. Mm. You can do what you like with it. So yeah, it's really flexible in that way. Yeah. I've got podcasts as short as eight minutes and other ones that are like 40 minutes or, or what have you. You know, it, it depends on the content, what we want to say and how long it's, it takes to say it. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's as long as it's the, the content is 
good, clear content and you're not trying to pad out, you know, I want to make every week's episode 30 minutes and I'm going to pad it out with stuff that is just totally irrelevant. Yeah. Don't, yeah, don't do that. No, don't (laughs) do that. I was nervous when I had my first really short one that I did and I'm like, oh God, people are going to be like, that's ridiculous. Happened there. <laughs> it's, I, as a listener, I love it when I see someone's done a short podcast. I'm like, yeah, let's just get this in yep. before I do my next thing. And it's just great. Um, and I, I don't know about you, but I don't always drive for half an hour or 45 minutes. And I'd like to listen to an episode in one go. Yep. So Absolutely. Sure. I love short episodes too. I'm, yep. Some of my favourite podcasts are around the 10 15 minute mark so yeah it's the same I suppose it's the same as giving one someone a call you know one of your clients a call and going hey look I see you've been doing this pull your head in this is why have an awesome day bye and it's (laughs) that's what we're doing I love it it's a different way to look at it but sure (laughs) why would you hold on for another 20 minutes like that's exactly right especially when they're like oh get off get off they're like I need to go and cry now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I hope people don't cry after my episodes, although I have had one person who, who has said to me, Rosie, I think you were talking to me in that episode, weren't you? Oh, <laughs> I'm I, like, oh I like that people think that I'm talking to them directly um, and maybe I was, but, um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I love you know it. it's relevant to everyone, otherwise why would I bother? It is. And, you know, you're probably hitting a lot of people on that level that aren't giving you the feedback because you're talking, you're just talking how you talk and you will hit a lot of people and they hear what they need to hear. So that's the perfect thing about it. It's a really personal um, way to consume content, isn't it? Video, you put, you do your videos with it. So obviously video connects again because you can see their face, but yeah, it's, it's so much more personal than reading words on a page. It is. One of my favourite episodes that I've listened to recently was one that Suzanne Chadwick did um, and it was basically like like a Rosie's ranty pants, like you know how I do my ranty pants with my members and I get on my soapbox and she was basically saying, you know, say what I just said then, pull your head in. You know, you, if you want to achieve stuff, you've got to, you've got to show up. You know, you've got to do what's got to be done and, you know, all the good things. She, and it was just her talking and it was like she was there with you. It's the only podcast I've listened to multiple times because I know I need to keep hearing it. Yes, and that's exactly that message, as you say. Like you hear it when you need to hear it. So if you hear it over and over again, that's fine because it hits yes. you when you need to hear it. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's brilliant. That is so brilliant. So, yeah, so for people out there who think that they don't have something to say, there is an audience for you. I mean, there's, I'm sure there are people out there that are doing podcasts on how to clip dogs' nails. Like, you know, and there'd be a, a couple of months ago I would have been hanging out to listen to that because <laughs> we were having issues with that. <laughs> Classic. I have a client and oh, or maybe I shouldn't. Oh, it's known that she's my client, so I'm going to say. Her <laughs> podcast is um, Cat Exploring and it's so niche and it's about taking your cats, exploring with you, putting them on leads and going out and about and taking your cats on adventures. And it is what? so niche and it is so popular. Yeah. It's amazing. Her, her audience are really engaged. She has a great community or that they do. Sorry, it's a couple. Yeah. Um, they have a great community and 
Yeah. So it just, you can podcast on anything. It doesn't have to be about your business. Um, it doesn't have to be related to business stuff. You take a hobby or an interest that you've got and you can podcast on that. If you search in, in Apple podcasts or, or any Spotify is, is, is newer to the game in, in, as far as podcasts are concerned. But if you were to go into, there's, I think 550, actually I think there's about 700,000 podcasts in um, iTunes or Apple podcasts now go and search on some really random topics and, and look what comes up. It's full on, but it's hilarious. <laughs> you can podcast awesome. on anything. So cat exploring. Cat Explorer. Yeah. Cat Explorer is the podcast. Well, yeah. Check it out, people. Absolutely. Absolutely. But that's, that's the other thing is even it, understanding why you would want to do a podcast because launching a podcast now is so different to launching a podcast four years ago five years ago when all the big brands weren't into um they weren't as into it and all the big networks and everything so you you're competing now with abcs and um you know the big big radio networks and podcast one and all the american podcast networks as well so whilst i'm not saying that brand awareness or or awareness isn't a reason to launch you might think of it in different ways. So how could you use it in your marketing? You might not be going out there to reach millions of people, but you can still hit your target if you've got a good strategy and you know why you're doing it. So, um, yeah, I think people will listen and there is an audience for you. Just don't think, oh, it's going to be millions and millions. It could be millions and millions of people. But if you go out there with that realistic expectation, then that's um, you're more likely to succeed in what your goal is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Keep it real. Like I've been looking at my stats. So my podcast has been going for what uh, maybe seven or eight months now. Mm-hmm. And it looks like I have about 100 people who listen to each episode. Yep. So, and that's great. So each time I put it out there, there's 100 and it should grow each time. Um, people who I'm able to connect with in a, in a really simple way. And that's, and it's been funny, the people who have said to me, I've been listening to your podcast. It's not necessarily going to be the people that you expect, yeah. but they're always, it's always good. It's exciting. You just go, okay, good. That's, that's excellent that you're listening. I really love it. Absolutely. And it's like you standing in front of a room full of a hundred people every single week and getting your message to them. So yeah, you thought of it that way you know, even standing in a room in front of 50 people or 20 people might be enough. So you've just got to know what you want your goal to be or what what will success look like to you because not all the time, it's not big numbers necessarily. Absolutely agree. Yeah, you've got to figure out what what you're trying to achieve from it. Definitely. So with, um, you know, you've got all your bits and bobs and, and whatnot. And I know I wouldn't have started my podcast if I didn't know you because Lyndall has a great podcast checklist, which we'll put a link to if that's all right in the show notes. Um, but the, one of the, the, the best things I think people can do, and I'm seeing it around me more often, is when they say, okay, I'm going to do a podcast, is they're going to record it and then they outsource all of that other crazy, crazy stuff. So what, you know, if you think about it that way, how much simpler is it? If you're just recording it. So you've got to get your microphone, yes. Um, get help picking what software you're going to do it in. If it's interviews, Zoom. Actually, I pretty much record all of mine in Zoom, whether it's an interview or not, just mm-hmm. to keep it simple. Um, and then you can send that file to someone else and all the magic will be done for you. So you don't need all that 
angst around the technology and loading and all that sort of stuff. But some people still resist doing that. Why do you think that is? Um, I think it has a lot to do, I guess, with the fact that publishing a podcast isn't necessarily going to see a return on investment quickly and you're not going to make money from it straight away. Again, I'm not saying that everybody's not going to make money on it. You might have a really niche idea and you might be really great at getting sponsorship and you might make money from your podcast or you might make enough money to cover production if somebody does it for you. But I think that's probably the biggest um, hurdle to get over is, is spending money on something that you know is not going to necessarily bring you money straight back in. That's the biggest hurdle, I guess, I, I find. And offering a service that is... Um, well, being, being a VA who offers a, a podcasting service, something that's profitable but something that podcasters can afford. So it's that sort of circle of do they spend their time learning how to use it because obviously there's, there's a cost involved there as well in training and how much time they need to learn using all of the stuff or do they outsource it when they know there's no money coming in from it. That's probably the biggest one. Yeah. So one of the things I often talk about is knowing what you're worth and as a business owner, when you're doing your most valuable activity. So that is what it's going to cost you per hour when you're working on it yourself. So yeah, but it's all theoretical money rather than actual cashola. So yeah, it can be quite hard for people to get their heads around. But um, it's, yeah, it's funny because we, with all of our marketing, yes, we say, look, it's easy to measure our other marketing, but if you've got processes in place where you're asking people how they found you or how they got to know you or how they got to this point, surely your podcast can be in that list and you can start measuring that impact it's having. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's, that's a big one, asking people how they discovered you. I think that's a really great question to ask when, whenever you come across somebody who's new into your ecosystem, however they got there. Another way is you can have landing pages that are um, directly related to a podcast episode and then that way you can see how many people are actually signing up for different things or whatever, but you know that you haven't marketed that anywhere else. You've only marketed through your podcast and then yeah. that way you can see if there's anything sort of coming that way. But, um, yeah. I think that's a great idea. I haven't done that. So, you know, having some sort of offer are you saying like within yes. your podcast? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you might have um, a landing page that you mention in an episode and yep. you know that that is the only place that you are going to mention that landing page is in a podcast episode or maybe in a couple if it's relevant to a couple of different topics yep. or, or different episodes. And then you know that you haven't put it on a Facebook post or in your email marketing and anyone who signs up from there has come from your podcast. Excellent. I might do that in this one. I'm going to chuck it on. I'm going to have to do some homework and create a landing Absolutely. page. Absolutely. But <laughs> everybody at the end, the audio is going to change. It's going to change. It's going to be mysterious. And I'm going to give you a link. And I want you to go there and help us measure this. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Excellent. So what are your favourite podcasts? I didn't pre-warn you about this question. Oh, my favourite podcasts. Oh, this is a hard question for me because I have clients who, 
Yeah, that's <laughs> awkward because even I did this to you the other day where I was like, why aren't, why aren't I on your list? You know? I know, I know. Yeah. Well, I mean, clearly yours is definitely up well, there. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> this is the first one she's going to listen to, but yes. Oh, that's funny. No, I do. I listen to yours. Um, I have got, oh, look, I like a cross between I like some business shows. I have to be honest. I used to love business shows and I used to listen to them all the time and then I got overwhelmed with all the stuff that I knew that I, do you know that, what's that saying? It's like, it's worse to know the stuff that you don't know than this not knowing the stuff you don't know. Yes. Um, and I think listening and consuming when I was t- just constantly in that business mode of podcasts, I got a little bit overwhelmed with all the stuff that I thought I should be doing. Yes. And then obviously I had a heap of stuff going on personally. So I was like, oh, I need to hold back on some of those. Um, I love listening to some entertainment ones. Um, I do listen to some bloggers ones. So I do listen to some self-help. I've got a couple of clients who who do a um, self-help one called Straight and Curly. And I love listening to them. They're on a bit of a break at the moment, but that's an excellent one. I enjoy some, uh, there's a travel podcast that I like to listen to. So a real mix of podcasts, but um, yeah, I'd probably prefer not to necessarily. (laughs) (laughs) Dan. Because if I start to say two or three or four podcasts and then I think, oh no, hold on, I need to add that one and I need to add that one. But um, so that means that you, yeah, so excellent. You can do a test now. Anyone that she didn't mention who is a client of hers, <laughs> make sure you... I haven't mentioned them. No, no, I haven't mentioned clients. Yeah, but you haven't mentioned I did, actually. I did mention two, but I do. I love, I do love listening to... Um, to 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 do a range of them but and look some of the abc ones i really quite enjoy as well yeah oh the variety is absolutely incredible but yeah. coming back to what you said about the information overload it's kind of like you know when people subscribe to too many email tip things and they yes. go oh my god it's just now it's just too much of what i don't know it's overwhelming me it's freaking me out I hadn't really thought about that but you could definitely do that with podcasts if you start getting a little bit addicted and, you know, starting to think, okay, I've got to do that. Oh, that's a great idea. I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll do that. And it gets too much. So you do need to sort of moderate your um, your business advice intake. Yes? yes. Yep. And I do, I like this. And that I think a good idea is to maybe if you're going to, for business advice, maybe have a few that you really like and you listen to and maybe don't listen to a whole lot of others in the same. So that I think that's what I tend to do. I listen to so many and now I sort of keep, I have a few that I listen to and I take advice from, but I also, I love learning. So I, I love feeding that part of the, even though if I didn't know it, I wouldn't be overwhelmed. Yeah. Uh, I, I love listening to stuff and learning. So yeah, I think it's really important that if you do feel that way, just pick out a few and listen to them for a little while and then maybe go and if you wanted to look around and branch out and change, or if you want to look for a specific topic. Yeah. I mean, that's the other great thing about the um, podcast directories is you can search for topics and find them. So if you're not really into listening to someone's whole episode, you know, a whole show, but they want to, you want to find a topic on an episode, go in and use the search engine there. Ah, okay. That's a good idea. They will, Google podcast is becoming bigger and bigger. So the search engine around that will, you'll see a lot, uh, a lot better and you'll see podcasts coming up in the search results a lot higher now when you put searching in, searching something in Google. 
excellent. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, because previously you hadn't really thought about it, but they weren't coming up, were they? Just no, no the, the iTunes Apple podcast or the iTunes link would come up yeah. or the show in there, but now it's, it's um, indexing itself. So, no. yeah, no, it's, it's really good. And that's probably been in the last maybe six to eight months that's come out, but that's getting better. They're definitely improving that every, probably not eight months actually, they're improving it every few months now anyway. So if you start looking in Google and searching, mm. you'll, you'll see more podcasts coming up. Beautiful. Oh, that's excellent. So how do people um, contact you if they've got an idea for a podcast and they want to get some support moving forward with it? Uh, I usually start with a free 30-minute session consultation just to see where they're at in the process, give them a little bit of, you know, hear, hear what their, their podcast is about, give a bit of advice about it, tell them what we do and and then you know, obviously share packages with them and everything and if they want to to go ahead but give some idea of some people have a very clear idea of how it works after they've recorded an episode. Others have really no idea. Some come with no idea and then you talk them through the process. You know, you need to record it, then you need to edit and you need to tag your audio file and you need to upload it to your host and you need to write your show notes and do your graphic. And, and so, yeah, after you go through all of those steps and everything with them, quite often they're sort of like, oh. <laughs> you do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, hopefully, but no. Um, that, that's when I guess they'll sort of, they can go away and take stock. Do, we, do I, am I prepared to do a podcast now? Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah. That, that's how we start the process is having a chat, see where they're at, see what they're thinking, see if they're even, some people are still even just at that stage of like, I think I want to do a podcast, not quite sure of how, and then we can do a strategy session as part of a launch package for them to, um, to sit down for, do we do a 60-minute session and a 30-minute session and really nut out how a podcast can work mm-hmm. as part of a strategy to their business. And it doesn't have to be every week, does it? No, no, it doesn't. It could, it's interesting. I've got some clients and, and I think if it's, if weekly is too overwhelming, then go for fortnightly. I wouldn't go monthly. You don't get enough traction um, for, you just, I think you just can't keep that traction if you go monthly. It's not enough. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people are also doing seasons now. And I think there's a bit of a divide in whether people agree with them or not, but I actually don't think they're a bad thing. I think you can do, um, it gives the podcaster an opportunity to have a break. So they might say, look, we're going to do seasons of, and it can be any number, you could say 8, 10, 12, 20 episodes, and then we're going to have a break for a few weeks or a few months, and then we're going to come back. Some people will base those seasons on different topics. It might be that we're going to interview different guests for one season and and what have you. So it's really, uh, again, it's really flexible there. Some might be solo episodes, some might be interviews. Um, It's, I, yeah, no, weekly is probably the most popular, then fortnightly, those two. And then after that, as I say, monthly is probably a bit too far out. Yeah. Mine's supposed, well, started monthly, started weekly, then went to fortnightly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and at the moment, thank you to this change of seasons and me having that lovely lurgy. Um, I it's been a couple of weeks, and I need to kick a few of them out. So um, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. But um, you know, I, I find that 
so far for me, even if I've been a little bit sporadic with it, people know that that's kind of my nature anyway. I think um, that's, that's an important point you make right there. If people understand that the sporadic and it's, and it's your, your nature, your personality, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, but if you go out telling, just set your expectations, I guess. Like if you're going to be, if you go out and sort of say, I'm going to, we're going to be a weekly show and we're going to release at the same time every week and it's really rigid and structured and then you just stop doing it or you stop changing it without telling people yes. that's when they get a bit like oh what just happened there whereas if you at least as you're coming to like you might just say to to your podcast listeners you know you know they know you've been away sick or you've gone to fortnightly or whatever but it's certainly if you were going to end up a, a season or you're going to end up your podcast I think definitely let your audience know don't just stop doing it all together and and it's amazing how many podcasts out there that have maybe six to seven to ten episodes and then they just stop they stop all together so just set those expectations and communicate with your audience yeah yeah and that's the thing you know you there's a very big difference between you know as you said six to eight to ten episodes that are set as a season that are tied in a nice little bow and have been communicated as such versus something that was indicated to be ongoing and then suddenly stopped. Very, yeah. very big difference. And, but if you do it the right way, if you, if you do package it the right way, then it can be a really useful tool instead yeah. of sort of this embarrassing thing that you forgot to continue or you just got really sick of. Yeah, or you got too busy or a yeah. big project came along or, yeah, Absolutely. Actually, actually, it's interesting. I've actually got a couple of clients recently who have um, created a season and released all of them at the same time. So dropped them all and recorded, we've recorded, edited, done everything beforehand and then released them all on the same day. But then they put them into different sequences for their marketing. So whether it's email series or... Um, oh. Yeah. So it might look to their the audience like it's coming out weekly because they're releasing it weekly but in actual fact it's all there if people want to go and listen to it so there's so many different ways to do things there you go sort of like a tv series the season mm. out it's here absolutely absolutely wow look at look at how we watch netflix and stan and we we binge watch everything and that's why we always say at least launch if you're going to launch with three episodes mm -hmm. so people can have a binge listen and see if they they like what they hear and they can subscribe yeah but um oh yeah we're definitely into that binging we are we're a shocker <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely and another tip for you is um batch yeah. Batch as much as you can. When we when I mentioned solo and interview shows before, it's really you know you do solo and interview shows. So some some of your solo stuff you could batch hugely batch your your solo shows yes. and then just schedule them to go out. So sometimes that's a good use of your product, especially if you've got let's say you've got a list of topics that you want to record. If three or four of them touch on the same thing, even though they're not all going to go out in that sequence sit down, record them all, get them done. They're in the bag for you to, to use down the track. Yeah, especially if you have kids and there's a day there where they're not there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Gosh. Grab that opportunity. Oh, my <laughs> Oh, gosh. Excellent. So what's your website address, Lyndall? Web address is podcastva.com. Too easy. So podcastva.com for everyone to go and uh, stalk Lyndall. And uh, we'll also, she'll have that on her site, the checklist and the opportunity to do the free consult. But we'll also put those links 
in our podcast notes because we do those. Um, but I just want to say a massive thank you, Lyndall, for today. It's so easy to talk about podcasts with you. It's just beautiful. Oh, thank you. It's Thank you for having me. It is easy. Gosh, yep. See, I could just talk on and on and on. But, yeah, no, that, that's been great. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> All right, everybody. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go and I'm going to create a landing page later and then I'm going to come back and my audio is guaranteed to sound different. It's not going to be nice and, you know, just awesome. It's just going to be really weird. And then I'm going to give you this URL to go and download. I've got to come up with something awesome for you to download and um, let's see if we can measure the intake from this episode. All right? Beautiful. We'll be back Great soon. Idea. See you later. See you, Rosie. Hey everyone, it's Rosie and I'm back. I've done my landing page for you. So what I've got for you at virtuallyyours.com.au forward slash outsourcing is a free ebook download, which is all about working with virtual assistants and it gives you a whole list of tasks that you could outsource to virtual assistants because sometimes we do get blocked you know, with the ideas we have around what we could get help with. So it's virtuallyyours.com.au forward slash outsourcing. Please head on over and sign up for the ebook so that we can see whether people are listening to this podcast and taking action. <laughs> have a great night. See ya. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you for listening to the Virtually Yours podcast, Outsourcing Mysteries Exposed. Between now and our next session, I know you're going to be hanging out to take some action on outsourcing in your business. So head on over to virtuallyyours.com.au and you can download some information there about the best ways to outsource for business growth. If you're a virtual assistant, make sure you join us. We have an amazing virtual assistant community at Virtually Yours, Aussie VAs connecting and helping each other grow. Have a fantastic day and I'll see you at the next podcast.